Bill O'Reilly here, Thursday, August 22nd, 2019. You are listening to the O'Reilly Update. Here's what's happening across our nation. The media attacks President Trump's recent comments on Jewish voters. ABC unveils new guidelines for next month's Democratic debate. Bill Maher fires back at Congresswoman Tlaib over her boycott suggestion. Putin says the U.S. is poised to start a new Cold War. Also coming up, the message of the day, do you feel threatened? But first, the media labeling President Trump a Nazi and anti-Semite following controversial comments he made regarding Jewish disloyalty. CNN saying Trump now adding, quote, Jews to his hit parade of hatred. Washington Post claiming the president shows us, quote, again what he thinks of Jews. Trump sparked the uproar when he suggested Jewish voters are disloyal to Israel if they vote for Democrats in America. But he did not say the words to Israel. That omission opened the door to the vicious attacks. ABC News unveiling new details on next month's presidential debate. A maximum of 10 Democrats will share the stage on September 12th in Houston. The network will add a second debate should more candidates qualify and reach the requirements, including fundraising minimums and at least 2% support in the polls. Comedian Bill Maher firing back at Congresswoman Tlaib after she suggested a boycott of his show, asking if the Congresswoman plans to, quote, boycott her own party because 93% of Democrats voted to condemn her anti-Israel movement. Maher suggesting... Talib is dumb. He said, quote, did she sleep through history class? Vladimir Putin telling reporters the latest test of a U.S. missile banned under a prior treaty could spark a new arms race between Russia and the USA. America tested a Tomahawk cruise missile destroying a target over 300 miles away. Weapon was previously banned under the 1987 treaty. Forbes magazine revealing the highest paid actors in the world. Top of the list, Dwayne Johnson, the action megastar earning $90 million between June 18 and June 19. Johnson telling Forbes, quote, you have to put the audience first. What he did not say is because they have the money. Do you feel threatened? The message of the day up next. The Amazon Capital One data breach just hit. 106 million of us just had our names, home addresses, banking information exposed. Forget credit card theft. Your far greater risk is home title fraud. Title fraud is rampant because identity thieves figured out the title and mortgage to our homes are kept online. Their big payday comes by forging your name off your home's title. So it appears they own your home. Then they borrow all your equity till it's gone. Forget your insurance, bank, or identity theft program. They don't touch this. Home Title Lock does. And they do it by locking down your home's online title and mortgage. The first 60 days after crimes like the Amazon server Capital One breach are crucial. So I got you 60 risk-free days of Home Title Lock protection. Claim your 60 risk-free days at HomeTitleLock.com and enter your home address to see if you're already a victim. That's HomeTitleLock.com, HomeTitleLock.com.
Time now for the O'Reilly Update message of the day. It is a dangerous world. According to data from Centers for Disease Control in Atlanta, injuries are the leading cause of death in children ages 19 and younger. Injuries are defined as unintentional harm like burns, drowning, falls, poisoning, traffic accidents, etc. On average, 12,000 people between birth and 19 years old die each year from injuries. The death rate for males twice as high as females. Drowning, the leading cause of death for children between birth and four. Traffic accidents for children between five and 19. Injuries due to falls are the leading cause of non-fatal injuries. For children ages birth to nine, the next two leading causes are being struck by or against an object and animal bites or insect stings. For children 10 to 14, the next leading cause is being struck by or against an object and overexertion. For children 15 to 19, three leading causes of non-fatal injuries are being struck, falling, and motor vehicle occupant injuries. CDC reports 2.6 million kids visit the ER each year because of sports or recreational injuries. Biggest factors linked to temperature dehydration. Now, parents and educators are making the injury deal frightening, frightening for American children. Let's take a look back. When I grew up in the 1960s, it was chaos. We played tackle football without equipment, ice hockey without helmets. We rode bikes without helmets. We were on swings that had concrete floors. It was an open season for destruction, yet very few kids got really hurt. But today, with all the lawsuits for everything, parents are banning their kids from playing football and even touch football in some places. The kids have to wear helmets. The result of all this is creating a climate of fear among children who then grow into teenagers and adults. Now, my father and mother were fearful people, but not of falling down or drowning or anything like that. They were fearful because of the depression, because they saw and experienced deprivation that stayed with them their whole lives. My mother and father were afraid to take any chances, to invest their money in stocks, for example. They were afraid that bad things were going to happen. Now it's physical. So if you're a kid, you're here, don't do this, Johnny, don't do this, Maggie, don't do this, don't do that, look at that, look at this. And in the neighborhood, if a kid gets hurt, whoa. Now, the one thing you have to take seriously is the water. Drowning in a pool or the ocean is a very real threat, and adults have to be on the scene. They have to watch the urchins in the water. That is not exaggerated. But wearing helmets, playing touch football? Come on, give me a break. Life is hard. Life can be dangerous. But you have to face it head on. That's a message for more news and analysis. Please head on over to BillOReilly.com. Check out the No Spin News every night beginning at 7 Eastern Time. You can see me. Coming next, something you might not know. 
Well, you've been hearing about gold all over the news and prices keep going up. Experts warning a recession may be coming and it's time to prepare. A recent analyst this week says he sees gold going up hundreds of dollars per ounce to hit 1700 bucks an ounce. That's why I recommend that you contact the Hartford Gold Group now to learn more. To get you started, the Hartford Gold Group will give you a free silver coin. All of my radio listeners will get it. And if you're listening right now, you can get the coin from the Hartford Gold Group. No purchase is necessary. All you have to do is call them, 877-444-GOLD-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD-GOLD. Give them a call today to claim your free coin and get the information. Available for a limited time only, 877-444-4653, 877-444-4653. Please call today. Now the O'Reilly Update brings you something you might not know. This month marks the 42nd anniversary of the death of Elvis Presley. The man known as the king of rock and roll and perhaps the greatest stage performer of all time died at age 42 found face down in the bathroom at his Graceland estate in Memphis, Tennessee. The king's official cause of death is listed as cardiac arrest, but the main contributing factor to his untimely passing was a crippling drug addiction, prescription drugs. Presley reportedly abused pills for much of his career, but his addiction kicked into high gear in 1967. That year, his doctor began treating Elvis for chronic pain stemming from a motorcycle incident. The doctor soon prescribing massive quantities of drugs to the singer. Uppers, downers, laxatives, narcotics, and hormones. Elvis's health quickly deteriorated. In the years leading to his passing, Presley overdosed twice on barbiturates, including one incident that left him in a coma for three days. That was covered up. The press never heard about it. According to reports, Elvis had been prescribed 19,000 doses of drugs from multiple doctors in the final four years of his life. In 1977, the year he died, his personal physician wrote 199 different prescriptions, totaling more than 10,000 doses of sedatives, amphetamines, and narcotics. By the time of his death, the once handsome, charismatic singer was bloated, incoherent, unable to carry a tune. Elvis suffered from obesity, glaucoma, high blood pressure, liver damage, constipation, and an enlarged colon. He was in the late stages of cardiovascular disease. His lungs showed signs of emphysema. Remember, he was 42 years old. Elvis Presley's life and death should serve as a cautionary tale for all people, about the destructive power of drug abuse. Like so many opiate addicts today, it wasn't corner drug pushers who were feeding Elvis's habit. It was legal prescriptions and doctors who couldn't care less about his health. All they wanted was Elvis's money. We'll be back. A young lady was looking to buy her first home in Texas. The market at her price point is very hot. So she went to realestateagentsitrust.com for help. To ensure her offer was accepted, her agent suggested the following steps. One, get pre-qualified with a mortgage company that her agent had a history using to satisfy the seller's agent. Two, find a home that was priced to sell so they knew the owner was ready to move. 
free. Find a home well-located and priced correctly so it could be leased if an emergency occurs. Four, anticipating multiple offers. Offer more than asking, but still less than what the house would be appraised for. And five, offer to help with some of the closing costs. The house the lady wanted had 10 offers in three days, but she got the house because she had an agent who knew how to get the job done. That's why I love realestateagentsitrust.com. No pinheads, just great agents. Get moving with realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. Thank you for listening to the O'Reilly Update. I am Bill O'Reilly. No spin, just facts, and always looking out for you.